Hello, soul seekers. So as you can hear this week, I have a slightly sore throat. So I might be speaking with a little bit of apathy <laughs> as this topic is about, um, but it's not intentional. So just bear with me because I still feel the need to share this information, even though I have a sore throat. So apathy, why is fear actually a better emotion than apathy because surely everybody is trying to escape some kind of fear and most of the things that hold us back are due to fear so why on earth would we say that there is another emotion that is worse than fear now the thing is with apathy when we are apathetic we're actually lacking in you know emotion we're devoid of interest we have a lack of concern for our well-being and where we're going in life. We're kind of indifferent to other people's emotions and, you know, what they're doing with their life. And we, we don't really reach the pinnacles of emotions such as joy and happiness. Um, even though we're avoiding emotions such as depression and anxiety, we don't have any motivation. We probably aren't very passionate about what we're doing in life or about any, anyone in life. And usually in this place, this place of kind of a numbing of self, we can't tap into our intuition. We have no idea where we're headed to next. We're not even maybe sure whether we want to eat. We might be in that place. There's lots of people who have, you know, depression who end up in this place. And it's usually kind of, I feel, the calm before the storm. Like we don't usually sit in apathy for a huge length of time usually it's a moment when we're sort of waiting for something to happen and I personally feel that it's usually because we're squashing something that we're scared about apathy usually happens in a moment where we have something gone on within maybe we feel that we can't move forward with a project or we are lost because you know we've gone through our stage of grief at the end of a relationship and now we just feel nothing um it could be a number of different things but in these examples I'm giving you it's moments when there's something happening to us where we feel like we can't deal with that emotion any longer and so hopefully for you apathy is just a moment in time where you're not really feeling much and you're not really doing much, but hopefully it doesn't last too long. So I want to say to those of you, if you're feeling apathetic at the moment and you don't really know what you're doing with life or where you're going, then there one is something else going on underneath that probably needs met and probably needs you to have a little internal conference with self and to be heard and recognised, but also not to panic because you're not feeling anything. I know for a person like myself, when I'm really not feeling anything, um, there's kind of this thing in me that I feel like I need to find the switch. I need to find the light switch and quickly flick it back on. And just sometimes that's not happening. You know, like for example, today I have a sore throat and, you know, I'm, I'm having to rest more. You know, I'm not sort of running about and doing things that I would like to be doing because I just can't. Um, I'm not particularly in an apathetic mode, but it's a similar feeling when you feel like you just can't move forward and you can't do anything because you literally don't have any insight 
on what that next thing should be. You have no excitement. You have no... Um, your fear hasn't even kicked in yet, which we'll get to in a minute. So talking about fear, fear is usually squashed underneath apathy. And so the reason that I'm suggesting that fear in a moment when you're feeling a bit apathetic or if you've been in apathy for maybe, you know, maybe too long, then fear has come to jolt you to awaken you, to give you some kind of insight into what's going on underneath, what's actually happening inside of you. And fear usually comes from our inner child and our inner children are usually looking for us to parent them. And lots of us aren't very good at this. We're not very good at adulting. We, we might be good at adulting in specific situations. So we might be a particularly good adult when it comes to our career and our finances, but we might be a bit rubbish at feeding ourselves well and really taking care of our nurturing needs. Or we might be a person who's very good at being compassionate, um, maybe with other people, but not with ourselves. And so the thing is, is that, you know, our inner ch child really is looking for you to step forward. But most of us, when we have some kind of fear, tend to squash it and this is where apathy comes in where we can't feel things we think a lot of the time when we're feeling apathetic that we aren't feeling anything and that's actually the furthest from the truth that you could imagine you're not feeling anything in that moment simply because you've squashed all the negative emotions that you just don't want to feel they're too scary they feel too overwhelming um, this can happen a lot of the time when you see a person in grief perhaps they've lost a loved one and at the beginning they maybe just cannot express what that feeling of grief feels like they maybe don't even cry they maybe they can't even really understand what's happening they might be in a position where everything looks you know to the outside world like they haven't really taken on board that the loved one has gone and left this 3d realm and their grief has not been activated because they're not willing and not able to feel the pain of that loved one passing. And so this is my suggestion of where apathy is worse because when you fall into apathy, there's a good part of it where, you know, you have time to really sit and listen to self. Most of us don't do that. We tend to just squash, believe we don't really feel anything. We, you know, have a lack of interest and we just stop. And fear in this place would actually be better because fear has movement. Fear is not a state where everything is just you know, flatlined, fear has movement. You know, if you imagine like your heartbeat, we want the heartbeat to keep moving. And obviously that'd be much better if it's joy and happiness that keep that heartbeat moving. But fear can also do this. We actually need fear in small doses. We don't want fear in huge doses where it's completely flaking us out and making us run away and taking us off track and having us not listen to our soul's calling. Because many times soul will call you forward and you, you will feel afraid of the things it's asking you to do. But we need that little bit of fear um, to make us, you know, take the leap, to push us forward. We need that, right? That is 
a good parent within. We don't want to eradicate all fear because if we eradicate every single moment when we have fear, then you either have to be a hugely enlightened and connected person and probably ready to leave the planet or you are a person who will fall into apathy, which is probably more likely for 99% of the planet. And apathy is not a state that you want to stay in too long. Because as I said, when you have no motivation or passion or purpose, then you end up feeling like you don't really belong. And there is no reason for you to fight and try to be here on the planet, right? When you don't have passion and purpose, this is probably the highest reason why people feel depressed and suicidal when they don't feel like they actually have anything to offer anyone and the world, right? So fear is absolutely needed in small doses, not as in fearful thinking about yourself or about other people and giving you trust issues. We're talking about fear as in Say if it came down to abundance and you are, you know, taking risks, right? Risk includes fear, where you know you have to take a risk in order for you to multiply your money, right? This is like working out your figures. You have to take a risk. And if you don't take the risk, then you know that the the goods that you're going to receive are going to be much less. And it's calculated, so you're still parenting it. You're not just leaping blindly into it. You're still planning and actualizing. You're manifesting. You're doing all the good work. But you still need that little push, that little bit of fear that's like, oh, this is risky. You still need it, right? It's the same with getting into relationships, right? When you meet someone that you like, that you really fancy, or you feel like you're going to fall in love with them, that can be scary, especially if you've had a past where you, you know, you've been dumped or you've been abandoned many times or you've been let down you know that can be a really scary place to get into but you know when those first fleeting feelings of attraction happen you know you can hear that little voice in your head go oh no oh no (laughs) maybe for some of you you like that bit I think a lot of people who end up circling around in relationships are kind of addicted to that little space but that first feeling has a little bit of fear in there And I'll just share with you a story that happened to me um, a few years back now when I did a plant medicine called Iboga. Um, When I did this session, I saw in this session uh, a little scene, let's say, where I was looking underneath the bottom of a boat and I was looking into the sea and I was looking at all the rocks and, you know, the fish and everything under the sea. But mainly I was looking to double check that the boat wasn't going to go into anything that could cause it to sink my focus was absolutely there the next scene I saw I was on the deck of the boat and I was at the front with the spray splashing in my face and the spray had a message which was you know it was kind of scary but it was also exhilarating And this is the piece I want to share with you today because really the message was that fear and excitement are two sides of the same coin. So you can choose to, you know, look at it like we're in fear and this is scary and this is a terrible thing and I can't see where I'm going. Or we can choose to look at it as risk, right? That little bit of fear that says this is risky but it's exciting, right? Whether it's in love or whether it's in business, it doesn't really matter. It's this feeling that we get 
And what it really is, is the push from within to say to you to take some kind of action, to say to you that something inside is willing you and asking you to move beyond your fear, right? The fear is really just the tickle. It's kind of like a tickle that says, can you please move? Just please do something. And you have to parent it. So really, this is why fear is really something that we actually need in small doses. I keep reiterating. And that it's much better than apathy. We have to create some movement. Life is movement. Our bodies need movement. Our thinking needs movement. Our emotions need moving freely. We need to keep making sure that we are moving. And fear will help you when it comes to making decisions, when it comes to um, taking risks, when it comes to all of that good stuff, if you know how to parent it properly. If you don't know how to parent it, You are probably living in apathy a lot of the time or living with a consuming fear a lot of the time. And we don't want that as conscious creators at this time, right? We're at this point in time where all the energies are ramping up on the planet. Everyone is being asked to do their inner work and people are doing their inner work even when they don't want to do it, even when they're trying to turn away from it. But I would encourage you not to do that because the more you can really take fear by the reins and let it pull you a little bit forward, right? Not let it rampage and take you off on a dirt track that leads you to nowhere, but let it take you forward whilst you steer, right? Um, I will end off that story actually with that because the message that I had in the story was the next section. I saw myself as the captain of the boat and the message that came through very clearly was, You cannot steer while facing fear. And that to me was a really simple analogy, a simple statement that I shouldn't keep looking underneath the boat and focusing on where I thought I was going to bump into in case something happened because there's no way you can steer from that place. You're actually constantly looking at the negative. And then you can't steer when you're on the boat and your face is full of spray. It might feel exciting, it might, you know, be a bit scary and exciting, but there's no way that you can see where you're going. So you have to get to a place where you're above the fear. The fear is there. It's not going anywhere. It's not disappearing. It's still there. You're still aware of it, but you are the one who is the captain of your ship and you are the one who's navigating and you can't have a captain who's stuck in apathy and doesn't care because your fear is still there underneath And so you want to let fear guide you as best it can whilst you parent yourself. Now, if you don't know how to parent yourself, then as usual, I would encourage you to reach out to me and I can give you some pointers on that. But parenting the self really starts with really listening to what's going on. So heading underneath that apathetic feeling And really listening to any fear, any grief, any sorrow, any bitterness, any anger that is squashed and trying to speak to you. Really honouring that, not denying any of those apparently negative feelings anymore. Because whilst we don't want to, you know, live in negativity most of the time, we're human and we have these feelings that go on. And there's no point in spiritually bypassing and denying those parts of us 
because that's not true spirituality. True spirituality is listening to the parts of us, bringing them together, and then parenting them, you becoming a spiritual teacher for yourself by learning techniques and tools that I can help you with that so that you can basically step forward into you know a full spiritual adult and connect to your soul voice and start driving your ship or sailing your ship so that you can take charge and when fear comes up and when anger or any of these other feelings come up you know how to manage them you know how to come into balance and you know what is truly going on within and so with that I'm going to love you and leave you and I hope that you have managed to understand what I'm saying with his croaky voice this week and I will be back next week I'll be sharing more also in my soul circle if you haven't joined already please go to facebook.com slash groups slash your soul revealed about my uh, online course that I'm bringing out is called Align. It's about aligning all the parts of you, inner child and ego and, you know, inner parents and basically bringing you all of this juicy stuff, including meditations and visualizations and lots of soul work for you to basically move forward into your true soul self and reclaim the lost parts of you and really start to understand how to listen to your subconscious and how to cultivate a soul voice that can guide you through these tricky parts in life and help you to find your passion and your purpose okay so I'll be sharing more of that with you but thank you for joining me this week and remember in order to shine you must align and I will see you next time bye